Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall. And the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, Lombardi Line, I think it's still Thanksgiving weekend, isn't it? Hope you're doing well as we welcome you back. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi back at the Borgata where it's clean. Good job by everybody making sure that's going cleanly, which is awesome. Rivalry week, week 13 college football, Michael. So we'll continue. I want to throw up the college football playoff committee's top 10 and just have a reaction from you. We'll get into the game and Bedlam and the rest, but let's go ahead and throw that up, Stephen, as far as the rankings are concerned. Obviously, Georgia cleanly sitting there at one. We can show Michael. Ohio State jumps up to two, and these are the... Which I I think, let's stop there. I think, give the committee some credit. I think they see liability in Alabama. And I think they see that Ohio State has really improved over the season. And so I, I think you got to give them credit here for making that maneuver. Even, and I'm sure Nick's mad because he hasn't lost a game and he's moved to three. Uh, but to me, I think it's pretty clear that that's the case. Yeah, I think you're on to something. And then Alabama, so you just mentioned Alabama drops back their three and a half to one to win a national championship. And then Cincinnati, who took care of business yesterday down south, Cincinnati sitting four to one, and they're 30 to one to win a national championship there, Michael. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't, I mean, if Michigan, if Michigan wins today, say Michigan wins today, I, that gives Ohio State two losses, and they don't go to the Big Ten championship, Correct. Correct. Okay, so they're going to be out of the whole thing. That would be hard for me to understand. 
but yeah. you know, by by the process, it would be right. Michigan would put themselves in the position, and then they would be in the Big Ten champion. Correct. So to be clear, Michigan wins today. They're on to Indianapolis next Saturday for the Big Ten championship. Ohio State, the same thing. Conversely, in the other division, if Wisconsin beats Minnesota today, they'll take on either Michigan or Ohio State. And if if Wisconsin loses today, the winner yesterday, Iowa, who beat Nebraska, will take on Michigan or Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, there we go. And Gabish, uh, Gabish. So now, now to me, as we look at this, so where is this all going to go? I mean, if to me, there's so much riding on Ohio State today. I mean, Ohio State has every. I mean, their season is right on the line. Michigan, if they lose, Michigan's going to get a great January first bowl game. I mean, they're going to get a great one. They'll play, you know, Oklahoma or Oklahoma State in a great bowl game, whatever. But I think this is Ohio State has so much to lose here. Not that they're not capable of winning. I'm not saying that. But the pressure to me is on in this game. The real pressure is on Ohio State. So Notre Dame was really pulling for Cincinnati to lose yesterday. There's machinations that could Notre Dame could end up in the Final Four, but it's not likely. They needed Cincinnati to lose yesterday. They certainly did not. Both teams, Bedlam, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, have their college football playoff hopes on the line today. The winner, and there's if Oklahoma wins today and Baylor loses, they could, could see a rematch, but Baylor most likely going to be in the Big 12 championship against, um, again, it could be Oklahoma, Oklahoma State again. But if Oklahoma State wins today, they're going to take on Baylor in that Big 12 championship game. And then we get a rematch of a really good game. That would be really, you know, that would be two good defenses playing against one another. And we know Aranda's coming back as the coach at Baylor. He's signed an extension. You know, teams are keeping their coaches. Colleges are keeping their coaches. So a lot playing, a lot a lot in line. Although Oklahoma State, to me, is one of those where they have value. Can they get into the Final Four? I just don't know how they do it. I really don't. I mean, I don't know how they do it. I think they've played a harder schedule than, than, than Notre Dame. But Notre Dame's, they've got Notre Dame ranked ahead of them in this poll. If we put that poll back up, Stephen, you know, if we put that back up, I mean, look, Mississippi's playing better defensively than they've ever played all year. I mean, they, they did a great job against uh, Mississippi State. They really have improved that defense. Again, they just don't have enough juice to get in there. Notre Dame's sitting six with, with, with playing, playing, playing an easy game today. Were they 20-point favorites? Yeah. Right? 20. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, I mean, they don't really have a hard game. They just sit there and they just wait for somebody else to lose. That's the benefit of not being in a conference and not having to worry about not having to worry about a conference championship. Whereas Cincinnati now, they got to gear it up. They got to go beat Houston again. And Oklahoma State sitting seven, Michael, perpetually overlooked this season. And again, they, they, they take care of business. They could be in the mix here. Um, it, 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 it's well, we think, you know, it's funny. I, I, not to interrupt, it just crossed my mind. Please. We talk about the Big 12 not being a great conference. You got three in the, in the top, top 10. 10. They got three in the top 10. Yeah, you're exactly right. Three in the top 10. I mean, whereas, whereas we never discussed the Pac-12. I mean, where is, is somebody, can somebody find Oregon? Has anybody seen Oregon lately? I mean, <laughs> I mean they're, they must be in West Cape May or something in witness protection. Like, what happened to Oregon? They were three. They were, they're out of this whole thing completely. If you're Michigan, you point to Oregon and say they went to the shoe and beat Ohio State. Of course we can beat this Ohio State team. You know? I mean, think about it. Now they got yeah. their rivalry game uh, there against Oregon State. And Oregon State signed, signed, they signed their coach to an extension. 
Mm -hmm. So that you know that's it. That's in place there. So you know that'll be a hard game for Oregon. I'll tell you that'll be a hard game for Oregon's defense. Or I mean, I'm just telling you these are these are not easy games for Oregon. And when the pressure's on you, when the pressure's on you like it is on Ohio State, Ohio State's going to have to really. I mean, if they win this in Michigan, to me, hats off to them because I think that that's. There's all the pressure. If I'm Jim Harbaugh, I'm talking about, look, there's no pressure on us. There's none. We're playing home. There's no pressure. All we have to do is play. They have all the pressure because they have everything. That's, they, have, they, they, are, they are the team that can't afford a loss now. So let me clear up the Big 12 championship schedule here. Oklahoma can force a Bedlam rematch, which we're getting today, in the Big 12 championship game with either a win today or a loss today combined with a Baylor loss to Texas Tech. I don't think Baylor loses to Texas Tech. So they, they got to win this. I mean, listen, this is. Yeah, this is an interesting, that's an interesting game because Joey McGuire, the new head coach at Texas Tech, was an assistant on Baylor all year, right? And so how much is he going to tell the new coaching staff about the, the, what they do offensively? Like, to me, you know, does he still want Baylor to be good? I would. But now he's his heart's in Texas Tech. Like, this is such a conflict, you know? They're laying two touchdowns, what, that, yeah. That, that's what makes me the one to take Texas Tech and the points here because I do think there is – McGuire has knowledge that, you know, he was in the program. He knows all the checks. He knows the audibles. He knows what Bohannon does. If Bohannon is, in fact, playing today, you know, he knows all the calls. He knows how they work their defense. I mean, it's a huge advantage. And Baylor's laying two touchdowns. A couple of books have added the hook there, 14 and a half with Baylor hosting Texas Tech. Remember, Texas Tech coming off getting blanked by Oklahoma State, 23-0 at Texas Tech last week. So, again, it, Oklahoma State coming off a shutout of Texas Tech and Oklahoma, what, a 28-21 win at home over Iowa State last week. So two teams coming in uh, off of big wins for their programs, 10-7 matchup there. But that, that, that win against Iowa State, you know, that was a that was a defensive win. I mean, they picked up that fumble and ran Every it Every win for Oklahoma has been weird this year. I know. I, mean, think about I it. know. It's been one of those defense. It's, it's not what we're used to, even though it's the perception, you know. You know, you get a perception in, in sports, you know, what's the last title Kentucky's won in basketball? You would think, oh, it's had to be, you know, the Anthony last. Anthony Davis, yeah. 2012, mm -hmm. right? But there's perception that they've win every year. And it's the same thing at Oklahoma. There's a perception their offense is great. It's not great this year, you know. And their quarterback situation is not great even though their coach is a quarterback guru. And, but then Oklahoma fans would say, conversely, we're still top 10 in scoring in the nation with every, with, uh, with struggling on offense. They're scoring 39 points a game on offense. Yeah, and no doubt. The Caleb, I, Williams I Heis, the Caleb Williams Heisman train fell off the tracks quickly. So they've been kind of doing, quickly, the, you yes. know, Spencer it Rattler and quickly. Williams. They need Kennedy Brooks today against a, a team you can't really run the football. They need Kennedy Brooks to get off, Michael, against this Oklahoma State defense. No doubt, and that's going to be a hard challenge. I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not anti Lincoln Riley. I'm just saying that us as a better and betting network, we have to remove the perceptions. We must peel back those perceptions yep. and focus on what we really know and understand. That's all I'm saying about Lincoln Riley and about that is that's what I'm saying is peel back the perceptions and deal with what we know. 
I hear you. I hear you, Michael Lombardi. Hey, quickly, the number one overall team in the country, it's never been in question all season, Georgia. They're at Georgia Tech today. The full game total is 35 and a half to 36. <laughs> May I recommend laying the 21 in the first half? First off, Georgia's looking yeah. ahead. They're going to be playing in yeah. Atlanta next week. They're going to be staying in Atlanta there next week to take on Alabama SEC championship game. But I, so, again, style points, first half, lay the 21, shut it down in the second half, stay healthy for Georgia. I love that bet. I love that play. I think if you're Georgia, you want to get this thing over. Jeff Collins' defense is going to struggle. You get this thing over. You rest your guys. You get ready for the Southeast Conference Championship. 100%. And, again, to be clear, because it's, it's a train you've been kind of piloting all season. While Georgia's defense is otherworldly, Wisconsin's defense is starting to catch up because they're playing great. And this Oklahoma, we just don't think of Gundy in Oklahoma State as a great defense. No, they lead the nation in sacks. They lead the nations in tackles for a loss. They've been tremendous. In an offensive league. In an offensive league, exactly. In an offensive league. Now, look, they, they don't face great quarterbacks. But, look, let's be real honest. I mean, other than Matt Corral in the Southeast Conference, tell me where the great quarterbacks are. A&M's playing with the backup. You know, I mean, where are great quarterbacks? I mean, there's great runners, there's multi-dimensional players, but where are the great true passers in the Southeast Conference at quarterback? Bryce Young's one, right? You know, I, I think if Georgia stubs its toe ever, if they stub it, it's only because they, they lack the quarterback play. And thank you for reminding me, Bryce Young, who's not eligible to come out when the Detroit Lions are going to have the number one overall pick. So we're going to be Corral <laughs> or Pickett or Willis, and then Bryce Young's going to come Look, out I, the following year and be a You're going to get Thibodeau. You'll get the defensive rusher Kayvon from Kayvon Thibodeau. The, we'll, get the, we'll get the yeah. edge. Great. Yeah, you'll get the edge. That's awesome. That's great. Don't Thank complain. You. Don't complain about that. <laughs> I can't complain about a team that's got one playoff win since 1957. <laughs> you weren't even born then, Michael Lombardi. Yeah, 1957. Oh All right, we continue. I love it. The game. The game. It's in Ann Arbor at the big house. We'll get to that next. Ohio State in town. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 
Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. After six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's Express Bet, first bet. They want you to get in on all the action, horse racing. Get 10 bucks instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus for new customers using the promo code Vegas1000. First.com slash guide for more information. For information when it comes to horse racing here at VSIN, go to VSIN.com slash horses. Okay, we got you back. Rivalry week. So it's going to come quickly. You're going to be writing that Daily Mail article while watching the game with Ohio State-Michigan. And you're going to be writing and watching. It's going to be dark. It's going to be great. It's going to be glorious. <laughs> <laughs> I got my family. You're if you should see the, the dark, you you're should see the text messages. Because all my friends are are they're tailgating. There's a there's a golf course right there in Ann Arbor where everybody tailgates. And so I'm getting pictures. I'm writing. I'm letting them know at 43, we're a little too old for this because it looks like it's getting dangerous over there. Anyway, I can tell you the energy is off the charts in Ann Arbor, Michael. And you see oh, some of imagine. some of the buyback here on Michigan. We got up to eight and a half. We're down to seven. Yeah. I, I, again, we don't know where C.J. Stroud is health-wise. There's a rumor, and it's just a rumor that he may have the flu. He may have a bug. He may have woken up on the wrong side of the bed. I don't know. But to me, this is the first time I think Michigan, you can honestly say that they can go in this game and control the pace of the game. they got to throw it a little bit to run it, but their defense can keep them, especially if they play great red zone defense, keep them from making the big play, which is something that they've not been able to do when Don Brown was calling the defenses. They give up too many one-play drives for a touchdown, and they're always playing catch-up. I think the first quarter, and Stephen Bond, I'd love to know what the line is in the first quarter here. I think the first quarter is going to determine the pace of the game. I really do. I think that's going to determine if Michigan can play their style, if they can play a half-court game. They don't want to get into a shooting match. Even though they can move the football effectively, Michigan, and we've seen this, but they need to be able to pace the game. Third and short are going to be the critical component of this game, the whole tier. Two uh, top scoring teams in the Big Ten. That's the thing about Michigan is they are second in the Big Ten in scoring. They're scoring a little, almost 37 points per and also, you know, you don't think of them because they're, you know, 15th in the country and running the football, Michael, but they do have 18 plays of 40 yards or more. So it's not like it's not like they don't take chances. And again, this is the best trio in college football as far as wide receivers and Jigba and Wilson and Olave. But the Stroud information is interesting. And I'm trying to text some friends that cover Michigan and to get that information. One just texted back. He was listening to you driving in and he heard the same thing about Stroud that potentially could be under the weather. I, I don't want to. 
again, I don't know what to put I, into I, that, but he said the same thing that you that you said. He said Michael's right. Yeah, I, there's something going on, and I think we're seeing this line. And maybe you know, maybe he had the flu. I mean, it's going around. I mean, it's not. I'm not saying it's COVID because it's obviously not. Now, I think the other game that we should probably layer into this is Michigan State. This is fact. Michigan State team has been hit hard with the flu, and they're going to miss a lot of players today at, at Penn State. I think it's a hard game for, for Michigan State today. I think part of it is because of their injury history. You know, college football, we don't get, we don't get an injury report like we do in pro. So we're, it's a guesswork. But from sources, there's going to be a lot of Michigan State defenders that are not going to be able to participate today against Penn State. I think Penn State's an interesting play today because of that. And let's be clear, Michigan State demoralized 56-7 beatdown by Ohio State last week. You got a little buzz with Franklin re-upping with Penn State coming into this matchup. That's going to carry yep. over. These yep. kids are going to want to play for him knowing that he's going to be there next year. Penn State, Michigan State, Michael, uh, in East Lansing, this number is all the way up to five, five and a half with Penn State laying it. Can you imagine? that? that see, that this is why something's going on here, right? I mean, here's a team that was just was was in the top four a while ago, and now they're a five-point dog at home. And it opened to pick them, right? So, I mean, and this number's moving. It's moving for a reason, and it's the reason is, and this is factual. This isn't a speculation like it is on C.J. Stroud. Is Michigan State has a bunch of players out for today? This is no different than Tennessee playing New England tomorrow. The line moved from six and a half to seven because Tennessee's missing a lot of guys. Now you could say, well, the next man up. No, they're missing so many guys that it's hard for the next man up, and I think that's where Michigan State is too. So to your point. Upwards of 20 players could be out today against Penn State for Michigan State. 20 players. Yeah. So, and if you is... got and if you got this as a pick 'em, I mean, look, it's going to be a hard. The place will be alive. It'll be electric. I get all that. East Lansing, great place to watch a game. I mean, there's two crowds in the state of Michigan. They're going to be huge. One in East Lansing, one in Ann Arbor. But that being said, it's hard to play against a good team like. Penn State when you don't have all your players. And I think it's going to be, the electricity is going to be there. I think it's going to be a little less than after what happened last week against Ohio State. That yeah. was demoralizing. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, you just got the, you know, and, and now you don't have your team. Think about it. Now you don't have your team. And you still have the best running back in the country or maybe one of the best running backs, but now you don't have your team. And people have shown you, one thing Ohio State declared to you is how well, and we said this all year. We've said it all year on the program. Michigan State's passing defense ranked 130th in the country. They don't play great pass defense. And if you're Sean Clifford and you're James Franklin and you're the Penn State offense, you have got to throw the football effectively, even on the road, to take advantage of a secondary that's not very good. And to your point, conversely, Penn State has a great secondary. And Michigan State's offense, as much as Kenneth Walker, it, it, it's built on explosive plays because Kenneth Walker is also very explosive. He breaks tackles. Yeah. They're a little bit like Cleveland. They're like the Cleveland Brownies. If they don't that's make fair. a big play, they have a hard time scoring. And Penn State's been great at mitigating explosive plays this year so I, I don't yep. I don't think this plays well into uh, Michigan State stead and a great job by you 20 plus players out for Michigan State today due to illness and again I'm not I'm just simply saying what somebody texted me to corroborate what Michael said about CJ Stroud we're not going to officially report that here on the Lombardi line that he is ill but take it for what it's worth how about that I'll just say that there's a there's a reason you know there's a reason this line is 
not moving any. It's coming the other way, and we know this. I mean, like 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 right now today, when we one of the things if you subscribe to Veasan and you get all these betting numbers, you can look at it now. Don't take these betting numbers as an indication, but we now have 37,000 tickets written up for this game. 76% of those tickets have been written up in favor of Ohio State. 85% of that money is on Ohio State, and yet the line isn't moving. And the line isn't moving. And so that tell, and in fact, it's moving the other way. So there's a lot of people that are putting money in on Michigan State, on Michigan, that the book respects. And there's a reason they're doing that. Last year was an abomination for Michigan football. You have to be fair, it was COVID year. And remember, Ohio State Michigan didn't play last year. But Harbaugh took less money. They restructured his contract. And he's bounced back with a 10-win year. I mean, this is a tremendous and, bounce back. You think about And he has a team that he likes. He has, he a, has team a team that, that he, he really loves. likes. Yeah. And he's going to go out and recruit. And again, back to the Rick Patino analogy. Get players that you want to coach. Get the kind of team that you want to coach. Build the kind of team that you want to be around. I think that's really important. Having said that, plug your ears, Michigan fans that are driving to Ann Arbor right now. Harbaugh's 2-13 and 13 straight up and 4-11 and 11 ATS versus top 10 opponents at Michigan. Yeah. That ain't good. We know the numbers. Nope. But, again, you know what but, I liked about Michigan? I don't want to blame Don Brown for that, but I think the way they have played defense in the past contributes much to that. You cannot out-recruit everybody. And when you play cover zero as much as they did and you, and you, and you get bad matchups, you're going to give up plays. I don't care if you're at Michigan or if you're at Arizona. To your point about the defense, and I'm glad you reiterated that, Michigan was in a weird spot, College Park, last week. A good offense in Maryland, and they gave up 18 points. That, this new yeah. scheme and the defense and Ajabo and Hutchinson, this is a legit defense with a complex scheme that wasn't complex with Brown. And as you, I, I, I hate to pick no, on No, because Brown, he, could but, ne he could never balance his defense. If you can't balance your defense, you can't ever slow the game down. Right. If you're constantly always trying to overload pressure, take advantage, create a negative play, it may work on a drive. It may work on one drive, but you got 12 drives, you got 13 drives, you got 14. You know, you're not going to be able to create 14 negative plays. I mean, just I was doing research yesterday. The great running back, the freshman running back for Wisconsin, he has eight yards he's lost all season. <laughs> Think about that. That's wild. Right. He's only lost eight yards all year. I mean, that's remarkable. So it's hard to create a negative play against Wisconsin. That's my point. So it's hard to create negative plays 12 times a game. It's hard. Yeah, Braylon Allen is just, he's. He, yeah, he's I don't know why I can't remember. Well, you know what he Thank is? You, he's another Jonathan Taylor is what he's he is. Better. He might he's be better. better. <laughs> he might be better than he's the guy that's being talked about for an NBA. You're right. You're right. That's running he's back. I mean, you, the man. guy's only lost. He's only lost eight yards all year. And how about this? They recruited him, and they weren't sure he was going to be a running back. They might have played him at free safety. Let's be clear about one thing. I told you earlier that Michigan leads the conference. That's the conference, not Ohio State, and red zone scoring. Michigan gets into the red zone today. They have to capitalize against this offense. They cannot have be a field goal game. It cannot be a field cannot goal. Be the total sixty-four and a half. It's the, the book's telling you it can't be a field goal game. That's right. You know, and by the way, seven straight overs in this rivalry. The rivalry, I use that word loosely because, again, 
The Buckeyes have won eight straight, and they've won 15 of 16. It's unconscionable to think that when Bo Schimbeckler was running around and Lloyd Carr was running around. I mean, this is this Woody is in, uh, your boy Woody smacking players on the field. And then in my heyday as a kid, when we'd beat up on John Cooper's Ohio State team, that was wonderful. Okay, we continue. And guess who's coming up? TG Thomas Gable. He runs the race and sports book there at the Borgata. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. All right. Black Friday in the rear view here at VSEN. We've got Cyber Monday, a special offer for you, but it's limited, so make sure you check it out. vsen.com/subscribe. Here's what we're going to do on Cyber Monday. 99 bucks you get everything we offer on football, college pro through the Super Bowl. It's awesome. Then when you sign up for 99 bucks, essentially it's $79 cuz we're giving you $20 in credits uh, just to spend at the store and you can see you got the cash and tickets it's what it's all about vsin hats everything vsin.com slash subscribe for cyber monday right now as we get you back here on the lombardi line presented by BetMGM, we head out to the borgata thomas gable who runs the race and sports book joins us on what is sure to be a busy saturday hi thomas yeah following up a busy uh, black friday my busy man's week. been working he's, he's been grinding working. yeah yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of things going on. I mean, you got college basketball, you got pro basketball, you got hockey, you got college football. I mean, it, what a week for college basketball, though. I mean, it's just been you know, all these tournaments going on through the week. And, and let's not forget, he's got a Des Moines play, and he's two and zero on his Des Moines he plays. Is. Pay attention to what he says in college basketball. Did you have a big so, handle yeah, last no, night with Gonzaga and Duke? D decent, decent. Yeah, um, you know. I, Duke, I kind of figured, was going to be uh, – that was a little too heavy, I think, towards Gonzaga. Gonzaga's looked very good. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I like Duke and that, and not necessarily for them to win outright, which they did end up doing. But, uh, you yeah, know, decent, decent results yesterday in college basketball here. Good for you, Thomas. We're always pulling for you. <laughs> Michigan. So, so, so insincere. Well, I mean, he's peacocking. So he's peacocking. <laughs> no. Um, now, we made, we, made, we made a decision, Thomas and I, today. Guys, the, the sharp players, whoever they are, and I don't know who they are, but they never brag about what they always complain that they don't win. Whereas the guys that always advertise their wins, they're not really the sharps. You know, when, when, when you see it on Twitter, you know, I won this, I won that, they're not sharps. The sharp players never tell you they win because they don't want anybody asking them for advice, <laughs> That's right? right? That's right. So they don't want anybody asking them for advice. So they never advertise their wins. That's why Patrick Maher never puts up his exactly. record. Well, I mean, exactly. I, come on, Twitter's for children, let's be honest. No, but Michael, you're right. They don't. They want people to leave them alone. They're like, don't they come around nobody, here. Nobody's like, who do you like today? Who do you like today? They, they don't want it. They, they, they've lost everything. They're, they're the old woman, you know, the homeless woman with the Virginia ham under one arm crying they don't have a loaf of bread, right? They just don't have any... You you know, they, they don't want anybody coming up to them. So the ones that advertise how much they've won, you know, like my good friend, and, he's, you know, if you're stupid enough to bet Vegas Dave, then you deserve what you get. But that's the really – nobody wants them to come up for advice. Hey, Michael, let me clarify, and thank you to your friend. NC State's win last night knocks out Clemson in that division. So essentially right. it's either Wake or NC State. I was trying to get it all straight, but thank you to your friend from that for that one. Now – we go to the big house. I mean, it is so confusing, though. I mean, yeah. it is. We're so trying to keep that, up. That, yeah, I apologize. No, no, yes. I appreciate your friend helping us out there. Now, with, let's go to the big house. Are you sitting seven there at, in Jersey? Yeah, we are seven. Uh, 
Seven points right now. This is, uh, we opened this eight and a half. Uh, so 63 and a half is where we opened the total. The total's now 64 and a half. But uh, of course the, uh, the rival game here has been dominated by Ohio State uh, lately. Um, now Ohio State's huge victory there over Michigan State uh, last weekend. They kind of has them in the driver's seat here for a playoff berth, but no room for error against the Wolverines today. Of course, Michigan, with a win today and a win in the Big Ten title game, can possibly secure them a spot in the playoff. So a lot at stake here today. Uh, we talked last week that you know Michigan State, that game against Ohio State, we talked about Michigan State's game plan there a little bit last weekend. That um, They're really going to have to kind of bleed the clock there right. and, and – keep the offense off the field for Ohio State. But the issue was going to be keeping them out of the end zone, which obviously they didn't do a very good job of. Uh, but it, Michigan kind of is going to need to do the same here, running the ball. Uh, but they can't be one-dimensional. They're really going to need Cade McNamara to have a good day and be able to put up some points here to, to keep up with, with Ohio State. Uh, this Michigan secondary, I just don't think has the talent to hang with the Ohio State receiving cores who – Listen, they have four guys who legitimately could be first-round picks sure, yeah. on the receiving course. So, yeah. um, and, and that Ohio State defensive line, I think, is playing better and better uh, every week. So it's going to be an interesting battle at the line of scrimmage today. You know, but you said you, you've moved it from eight and a half down to seven. So you're really taking in respected money on, a, on Michigan here. Yeah, yeah, and there's some uh, some chatter about a Stroud, obviously, right. as well. Right, so, so you've uh, heard the same thing that yeah, we've heard here. It, so it's basically a two-to-one ticket count uh, in favor of Ohio State when you look at the ticket count here. But, you know what's uh, but, but Go ahead, Go ahead Patrick. No, I was going to say what's fascinating no. about what Thomas just said, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, we talk about them as first-rounders at wide receiver for Ohio State. But Smith and Jigba, he's the leading receiver on the team. He's going to be a, a first-round pick as well. Sorry, go ahead, Michael. No, I, I'm just saying, look, you know, there's something making this line, and Thomas is right. Look, it's hard to cover great receivers. The only way you're going to win against a great passing game is you've got to do it at the front of the line. I mean, it's what Parcells was talking about with on the Manning broadcast against with Brady. Unless you get in front of them, unless you keep them in the pocket and make them have somebody in front of them, get into the paint, it, it, you don't have a, the, the, the receivers are too good, and the rules favor the offense now. You yep. can't jam them. You can't bing them up. So you've got to win with your defense, and that's where Michigan has – you know, they can rush off the edge. They're going to have to control the pace of the game and put some pressure on Stroud. Not necessarily sack him, but make him throw it a little early. Ajabo and Hutchinson, two top ten kids. You're, you nailed it. Those are the edges for Michigan. Okay. So, do you by, quickly on the total, any liability there? Seven straight overs in the rivalry, 64 and a half. No, no liability either way. A little bit more money on, on the under here, actually. But, uh, yeah, no liability either way on that. Okay. Now, I'm glad Let, Michael, let's transition yeah, to a please. game, too, because he wants to talk. That's Penn State. Now, the Michigan State, we are confirmed they're out 20. Yeah, yes, yes they're and, down 20 players. And yeah. you opened this at what, pick them? One and a half. Penn State one and a half is where we opened it. Now up to five and a half here. So Now you're at five and a half. Yeah, five and a half. 20-plus so, players missing. That is huge. Yep, due to injuries, the flu, and I think of that 20, it's like six to eight starters, I think, is uh, included in that number. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, a, a lot of um, a lot of players there on Michigan State will be missing. And, um, you know, Sean Clifford, a quarterback there for Penn State, he was injured earlier in the season, we know. Injured again last week against Rutgers, so might see him and the backup, but uh, against this Michi Michigan State secondary, it's pretty weak. Uh, I don't think it's going to matter much. Uh, we know Penn State's wide receivers, uh, led by Dotson, they should have a big game here. But um, 
basically, I, I don't know what's. I guess it's just going to be the two head coaches on the sidelines counting their money. Yeah, I mean, really, <laughs> battle of the billionaires. They both got restructured. You're great. right. They yeah, both they just really got restructured. Is, yeah, I'll tell you one thing. Drinks are on the house on oh, both yeah. of those guys. I can tell you that. Yeah, no doubt. Franklin will be making it rain there from the sideline. <laughs> well, yeah. Be I mean, careful. Look, look, I think this is a huge game for Penn State. I think this is a huge game for Penn State. Penn State puts 8-4 and four record on there. They can improve their bowl game status. I mean, and show people that they can attack a, a wounded secondary for Mi Mi Michigan State. This is a huge game for Penn State. And I know the line's moving towards them, but I don't know if it's going to move enough towards them because they should be able to, to do some severe damage to the secondary that's already wasn't very good. Yeah. Okay, how about Bedlam? Where are you sitting right now? Stillwater, Oklahoma State hosting Oklahoma. Yeah, so Oklahoma State uh, laying four and a half currently. Um, slight increase from the opener of three and a half. Uh, total opened at 49 and a half, and that is exactly where we're sitting currently. Uh, two 10 and one teams going head to head here today. Uh, Sooners offense hasn't been playing as best the last two weeks there, but they made enough plays against Ohio State to get the job done. And their defense played well against Baylor and, and Iowa State. Um, field position, I think, is going to be the key here. If Oklahoma can't afford turnovers to give a short field to Oklahoma State and that offense, they can, can pretty score on any possession. But uh, one thing to keep an eye on, Oklahoma's missed three field goals in their last two weeks. Uh, they can't afford those misses today. Yeah. And... Uh, this Oklahoma defense definitely needs to create some pressure on Spencer Sanders. He's under pressure. He's only completing 38% of his passes. He likes to get the ball out quickly. Uh, this should be a, a good one. A great Oklahoma State defense. One of the best run defenses in the country and certainly not so bad at pass defense either. Are you getting a lot of action on Oklahoma State here? Uh, we are. We are. Certainly it's a uh, favored uh, ticket count is in their favor, but the money is certainly in going in their favor. You're going to need Oklahoma today. Yes. Yeah. How about a sub-50 wow. sub total? 49.5 for Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Amazing. That is insane. Who would have That is wild. Okay, Mr. for those that don't know, TG's not just an esteemed bookmaker, but he's amazing with college basketball. He's 2-0 with his Des Moines specials, and he's got another one for you today. Yeah, so quickly, uh, this Navy and uh, Mount St. Mary's game here, the, uh, the total... Very low right now, 123 you can find. Um, Navy shooting 70% from inside the arc the last two games. Uh, their defense has been outstanding, though, this year. So, um, Mount St. Mary's, they've played some pretty good opponents so far this year. Villanova, Kentucky, St. Joe's. Um, so, neither team really plays at a fast pace here, but I, I'm counting on the Navy uh, offense to be able to generate <laughs> enough points here to get over that low total, 123. Wait, wait, you're telling me Navy is fundamentally sound and efficient in the paint? There's no way. <laughs> Check it out, Patrick. Check it no out. Way. I go with my man here. Go with my man. When it comes He's to college basketball, I'll I mean, in sports in general, but college basketball, Mr. Georgetown has got you covered. Stop Tough by the Borgata. St. Joe's, yeah. St stop by the, the Borgata and say hi to TG. Uh, if you're in Jersey today. Thank you, Thomas. Good luck today. Thanks, TG. Thank you, guys. Okay, we're coming back. Michael, I'm going to throw a bunch of games at you, and we're going to get your reaction to close out the Lombardi line here on a Saturday. Week 13, college football. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zikazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> 
I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, BetMGM is king of sports books. They got you covered. This is my favorite offer they run. So again, if you're new to BetMGM, new better. You bet $10 this weekend on a college football or a pro game. If either team scores a touchdown, you win $200 paid for in free bets. You got to use the bonus code VSIN200, V-S-I-N 200. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions or download the BetMGM app. As we got you back here on the Lombardi line, let's go straight to Michael's picks. Michael, you're feeling yourself today. I, I was like, I did a double check. You got five official plays today, and we're going to start oh, with Bedlam. I got Bedlam. five up? I yeah, you I got had four. No, you I, got five. I got five? Okay, that's fine. I could do it. I'm okay. Okay. I'm let's, a big boy. Let's start Oklahoma I State. The, I, that's right. I added the fifth one. I, I like Oakley State. I, I do. I like them. I think they're really good. I know the line's moving to Oklahoma, but I trust Oklahoma State's defense to be the dominant team here. I think they're really good. They've proven it time and time again. I like them tremendously today. I think they'll play well. Uh, I love Clemson. I think Clemson, this line was 12 and a half. Now it's up to 14. It has come gone the other way against South Carolina. I just don't think it's a good matchup for South Carolina. They can't really run the football against Clemson. They're not going to have it. They're going to struggle to throw it. And then when Clemson can throw the ball, I think you can attack. Anytime South Carolina has played a good opponent this year that can throw the ball, whether it's Texas A&M or whether it's even Missouri, they gave up 31 to them. I think they will struggle to stop them. I think Clemson goes. I like Florida State here. 
because I think Florida's program's a mess right now. I think with Dan Mullen gone, no defense coordinator, it's a bunch of substitute teachers in the house. Huge game for Florida State, right? I think they've got to get this. This is one of those you must get, and Florida's a wounded duck right now. They really are, and they can't play any defense, so I do that. Rutgers, you know, Rutgers has been hit or miss every week. I think this is the week they hit because they're they typically Rutgers, if they play against a team that they can control the pace of the game and it's not a dominant. Now, Maryland's offense is decent, not great. I think they'll be able to control the pace of the game. And then that number I had for Penn State when I sent it in to Stephen, Stephen was one and a half. Now it's up to five. I still like Penn State even at the five number because I think Michigan State is really has the flu and it's going to be hard to do it. Right. So I understand that the one and a half isn't exactly where it is today. I apologize. But when I turned it in, that's where it was. So just to be clear, some of these numbers have changed, but Michael likes Oklahoma State. He likes Clemson. He likes Florida State. He likes the state school in Rutgers, and he likes yeah, Penn let's State. See one, yeah, let's see the Maryland. Let, let's just go through it real quick while we have a second here. Maryland, Rutgers is now minus two. Ohio, uh, Rutgers is now minus two. Uh, let's see here. What else do Clemson, we have? Clemson's uh, 11 and a half, so that's a great number for you. Instead of laying two yeah, touchdowns, like you're laying that. 11 and I, a half. I, I like that. Steven, you're cheating me out of that. Thanks, Steven. I mean, geez, oh, man, you're killing me, Steven. Watch yourself. And then Oklahoma State is four and a half, right? It's Oklahoma yep. State is four. four. And a half. That's up to four. Four, four right. and a half. Okay. You got it. Now. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm good on all the other ones. Let's, uh, let me just check Florida, Florida State here. Let's see what's going on here. Florida, Florida State. Uh I can tell yeah, that's you. up to four. That's up to four. Three and a half, four with Florida yep. laying it. Yep. Okay. I'll take the four. Okay. So, tremendous. Five picks from Michael Lombardi today. We'll get those up at M. Lombardi NFL and also at VEASAN Live coming up in just a bit here. I wanted to ask you about Wisconsin-Minnesota because Wisconsin obviously looking ahead to Indianapolis – uh, as far as take on Michigan, Michigan State, excuse me, Michigan, Ohio State, I, I was kind of thrown off because we're getting a little snow, <laughs> a little precipitation there oh, in Michigan. This is perfect. Oh, it's so perfect, isn't it? This is what Ohio State, Michigan should be. Light snow, cold, you know, this is perfect. If you're in Michigan, this weather is, you know, you got to catch the ball in cold weather. That ball's hard to kick. You, you know, field goals, the 50-yard field goals, that, you know, that's like kicking a cinder block when you try to kick a ball in this kind of weather. They don't travel as far <laughs> as it did in, in September. I know. It is. It's so, so a little light snow there in Ann Arbor. We'll keep you updated. Wisconsin, Minnesota. Feels like a lot. Wisconsin's laying seven at Minnesota. I can't get that taste. I, the last time Minnesota was at home, they laid an egg against, what was it, Illinois. So I can't get that out yeah. of my mind. And Wisconsin's got a lot to play for here. Wisconsin's playing good. Uh, I, I don't know if Minnesota can move the football on them. I mean, you know, with the injuries they've had to offense, to Abram, to Ibram, I mean, that's really been hard for them to bounce back. Look, I think Wisconsin's a good team. I think Jim Leonard should get a head coaching job sooner than later. And I think this Allen kid, like I said earlier, he's only lost eight yards all year on a 1,000-yard season. I mean, that's remarkable. That's remarkable. No tackles for losses. I mean, that's just tells you how talented this guy is at 17 years old yeah. and soon to turn 18. I mean, it's really it's 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 like if you talk about a Heisman Trophy winner, this poor kid isn't even up for the conversation. He should be. Yeah, he was an early enrollee there at Wisconsin, and he is a stud. You nailed it. Next one up. Let's go to Jordan Hare on the plains there in Alabama. How about Alabama laying 20 and a half? I think for Nick Saban's rant, okay, for his rant. 
I do think that he will cover this number, <laughs> and I think he'll play really well. I, even though he doesn't care about numbers and he doesn't know anything about the numbers, I do think he will because I think Auburn's a wounded duck, and I think he's got to win down there. He hasn't won down there in forever. I think he wants to prove a point that his team is better than people. It's not. And without, without any passing game, Brian Harson, it's going to be challenging. This will make Alabama's defense look better than it really is. I think their offense will really dominate this game. I love Alabama here. What do you think of the rant, just as an aside from Nick? I think it's, it's, it's appropriate because, I mean, his team is always measured against, you know, how much did he win by. It's never did we win, it's how much did we win by. You know, eliminate the how much did we win by. We won, you know, and, and like I said, you know, I, I've actually said, when they played LSU, that was LSU's great game, right? LSU, they were 28-point dogs. And, but what I think, as Vinny eloquently says, there are polls and there are prices. When you watch Alabama in terms of determining the price of their team, I keep saying this all year long, they're not as good defensively as we think they are. Their perception is they're great defensively. They're just not as good. I would agree. Let's go on. I get a couple games I'm going to throw at you. How about Oregon State, Oregon? Again, Oregon, it, it, it's, it, the Pac-12 is a disaster. We get that Oregon no longer in the mix. They're laying seven, hosting they Oregon State. They shouldn't be in the mix. I mean, they got slapped around by, I mean, think about it. They got slapped around by Utah. I mean, that, if there was one play, I they mean, last week egg, we were man. good on our picks. They were bad. I mean, that was, a, that was you could put that one in the, that was money in the bank with Oregon last week. I mean, I, I was all over Utah. I'm not bragging about it because you are going to ask me for advice, so I'm not a sharp. But the reality here is, is I just don't, any tough game, I don't trust Oregon in. I really don't. You talked about this one a little bit earlier. Let's go ACC. Wake Forest, Boston College. Wake on the road, laying six. Now, a couple of books are up to six and a half at BC. You know, Thomas and I talked about this off air. Everybody's he's getting a lot of action on BC in this game, and I can understand why, because Wake Forest's defense is not very good. And Boston College, I think Hatley will do a good job defending it. I tell you what Wake Forest does offensively is really creative. You know, when they run that, they run that looks like they're running the quarterback draw on some of these RPOs, and then they pull them back. That's hard as hell to defend. I, I don't know why more teams don't do that. It's really good. Clawson's offense is good. I think BC covers in the game. I hope Wake Forest can find a way to win it. I like the story about Wake Forest. Got an over team in Wake and an under team in BC. Let's go next one up. You got a ranked team in Houston headed to Connecticut. <laughs> headed to Connecticut. So Houston's laying 32 the on the road. The season can't end soon enough for Connecticut. But Jimmy Morris up there, he's going to start recruiting. I mean, look, if you're Houston, why would you cover this game? Just get yourself healthy. You got to play a huge game against Cincinnati. Get in and get out. Okay, and it wasn't one of your official plays, so let's get to the game. Ann Arbor, it's cold, it's 7, mm. 64 and a half for the total, 8 straight for Ohio State. This is everything for Michigan. It's everything for both programs, frankly. Yeah, I, I'm going to take Michigan in the points. I, I think this is perfect weather for them. I think this is Jim Harbaugh has a chance to show some toughness. Do I think he wins the game? I'm not certain on that, but I think he'll play this competitively tough. I think his special teams have got to make a play here. They've got to control field position, and they've got to put pressure on Stroud. And I think there is some concern about whether Stroud's healthy or not. Okay, well, to your point, you like Michigan. I know you don't like steam when it comes to college football, but everybody has moved to six and a half. We have now have officially moved wow. off the key number of seven. This is this in our world is breaking news. So I I'll think, set it up that way. Breaking news here. 
I mean, you know, I, I think partly, too, here, I don't know if this is steam as much as it could be the C.J. Stroud's conversation that we're all hearing. You know, everybody's hearing it. Thomas heard it. There is something. I mean, this just, you don't make this up. I mean, something's going on here. You know, six and a half to me, if it's under a touchdown, I might take Ohio State here. I mean, I might take Ohio State. I think Ohio State wins the game. We are getting to that place where, yeah, that the C.J. Stroud conversation is fascinating. I'd be interested to see how quickly that number goes back to seven. Because if this was pro football, that would go back to seven pretty quickly. You can check out the live board at vsin.com, and I'm checking out a live board. I only got one book. You think book. weather might be moving this number a little bit too? Because it is in great conditions to throw. I mean, it's a hard ball to catch. It's going to be slippery. I, I think if you're all this pair, not that Ohio State can't run the ball, because they can. They have balance in what they do offensively. But to me, I, I think the weather may be indicating that moving this number a little bit as well. If weather's coming into play, we've seen the total tick up a half a point, up to 65 at a couple of books. That, I, think you, I think you were ahead of something with C.J. Stroud. We shall see. Six and a half, mostly across the board, Ohio State, Michigan. Michael, enjoy the football. Enjoy you, and Have get, a great get, day, get that Daily Coach article written. We've I got a big show Rick tomorrow. Patino. Monday morning, you will read about Rick, but I promise you, Patrick. Okay, enjoy it, Michael. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, we'll be back tomorrow here on the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you. 